Hello guys, and thank you for listening to another episode or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I'm super excited today. Um, the Lord has given me two top attributes or two must-haves um, for kingdom spouses. So I know this is tis the season for kingdom spouses and a lot of um, prophetic words have been going forth pertaining to kingdom spouses, um, some of God, some of not of God, um, because some people are merely just jumping on the bandwagon and trend hacking, but the true word of God um, has been gone forth regarding kingdom spouses. Now, I'm not going to be before you long. Uh, two top key attributes that God wants me to um, give you wisdom and insight on what to look for when looking for a kingdom spouse. Um, there are two top attributes that the kingdom spouse must possess in order for it to be of God. Because a lot of times the enemy will masquerade himself as an angel of light. We know that according to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, that he does masquerade. And I have been a victim and I have been um, uh, just being transparent of that masquerade, <laughs> masquerading uh, false spouse uh, that the enemy has tried to send my way on several occasions, guys, several occasions. Um, now don't think that you're too smart or too have a lot of wisdom. It's only by the spirit of God that we are able to overcome the enemy because he is cunning and he is crafty. And in fact, before I did this video, my computer sh shut down and everything locked up on me. So I know that this is a, definitely a word that God wants to go forward because he's wanting to impart a word of wisdom and uh, knowledge in this hour uh, because that is such a hot trending topic and also God is moving by his spirit in terms of kingdom spouses he is and so we just have to be able to discern what's God and what's not of God and a lot of times it comes masqueraded so right that unless God reveal or discern or the Holy Spirit discern uh, the spirit in front of you you will think it's God so here are the two attributes that God gave me. And of course, it, it aligns with his word. Uh, according to 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verses 4 through 8, it talks about what is love. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It is does not demand in its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It always hopeful and endures through every circumstances. So the key, the top two key attributes that God wanted me to hone in on was the first two. Love is patient. Love is kind. Where was this birth from? This was birthed from me observing four, four, was it four to five married couples, godly marriages, observing, and God was actually at that time highlighting to me the the same the the top these top two attributes that all of these people had in common was patience and kindness. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, 
but by everything, by prayer and petition and supplication, make your request known unto God. Anxiety is not of God. Anxiousness is not of God. So what's the opposite of being anxious? Of course, patience. So these first two things, and you have to know God is methodical. I always say this, how he puts words in the scriptures or what he say in context, uh, the scriptures before, the scriptures after. He's very, he's a master architect, right? So we know everything that God does is intentional and it has purpose. So the mere fact that he put these top two things in the beginning of this sentence, the top two attributes of love, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. So I'm going to, I'm going to just work with the patient and the kind. What does the dictionary say about the word patience? So if we look at the dictionary, the word patience comes up, right? And it says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. Okay, we, we, okay I'm going to keep going because I'm getting excited. Trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. I'm going to read that again because that's something just the Holy Spirit is. This is not in my notes uh, in terms of what he just gave me about this. The capacity to accept or tolerate delayed trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset or upset. So patience is what you see in the Bible. First of all, Jesus is our ultimate example of these two attributes. He's the ultimate example of love. So he has all these attributes, right? But the patient thing is the capacity to accept delay. Now, you know, uh, the story of um, Jacob and, and Rachel, right? You know the story in the Bible where he waited seven years um, for her. That's patience. So when a man or pursues a woman or vice versa, when a woman um, is in a godly or a kingdom marriage, these are the attributes that men should look for and these are the attributes that women should look for as well. So, we see that patience and kindness are the top two, the first two, I should say, in the scripture of uh, 1 Corinthians, right? And so patience is the ability to accept or tolerate delay or suffering without, without getting angry or upset. When a person really has the spirit of God and the mind of God, they, they possess the fruit of the spirit. And I should go on to say the fruit of the spirit is kindness, so the, the, Jesus says, you will know them by their fruit. That means their character. That means who they are when nobody's looking. Now, these are the top two things that God wanted me to hone in on. So having patience is key. Um, your, your kingdom spouse having patience is key when you're talking about if it's God sent. If it's God sent, it's going to possess the fruit of the spirit. The Bible says that you would know them by the fruit, okay? And I always say this, patient is a secret weapon that exposes deception. You put patience on something and on people, you're going to see the real them, real them when they can no longer be fake. The real them is going to eventually come out. And I guess God has prompted me to tell you what happened to me. So this is what happened to me, guys. This guy... It's, it's a guy, okay, that I was absolutely crazy about. And I'm talking about, this was 1996. 
So this is nothing <laughs> new. But this, I, I'm talking about him because the enemy has repeatedly tried to use this same person to masquerade as a possible kingdom spouse in my life. I didn't know I was going here, but I guess we are there. So he has used this person from 1996 all the way up into 2022. And I guess 2022 was the bombshell. But throughout the process, he would just randomly send this person. And why did he send this person? Because I was head over heels, thought I was just in love with this guy, right? So we dated. I ended up moving with, in and with him. You know, this was back in 1996 and I wasn't saved. I didn't uh, get saved to 2000. So head over heels, like, and then we ended up breaking up, going our separate ways. We didn't date long, um, but this was a guy I really fell for, right? So we broke up and it took me three years to get over him. It was one of them people, right? So it wasn't so much as we spent a lot of time together. It was the way I felt when I was around him and the respect we had for each other. But I said all of this to say that he used that individual on different occasions, different seasons, he would bring him back and different seasons, he would keep bringing him back to keep me on a hamster wheel, to keep me, first of all, to pull me away from God, because anything that pulls you away from Christ is not of God. Okay. And that's one of the attributes. And it's a worldly type of patience and it's a godly type of patience. The godly type of patience comes with long suffering, comes with the capacity to put you first, to treat you as Christ loves the church or vice versa. If it's, if it's a woman to treat you, you know, with kindness and respect. So he would use this person consistently in different seasons of my life to try to keep bringing him back, bringing him back, bringing him back. But don't you know, don't you know, don't you know, even up until, and years would go by. I'm not talking about consistently in terms of back to back. I'm talking about 10 years would go by. This same person he would bring again. He would bring again. And so the few times that it didn't work, well, this was the ultimate time. I, you know, I hadn't spoken with him in like three years. And so, and at that time, that was just, you know, a Facebook message or whatever, whatever. Um, I, I'm going to even go into telling you guys, the enemy gave me over 60 dreams, 60 dreams. This was after we had broken up. This was 1996. I'm talking about 2013, guys, 2014. We connected back on Facebook and I was going through my stripping and God had took everything and I was living with a family member and I, we, we started talking again. And the enemy gave me over, I counted 60 dreams with this guy, just different dreams, showing me with me with his family, showing me riding around with him in the car, all kinds of stuff. And so it was very like, is this God? Is You know, I could not put my finger on it. But one consistent thing that kept happening with this particular person was when he didn't get what he wanted, he faded out into the wind. And I thought it was because this particular person lived across, across country. And so we, we're not in the same state. So you kind of like out of sight, out of mind, that type of thing. So when I tell you guys that this last in time, I got a, 
And that's why I say be careful of these prophetic words on kingdom marriages. Because had I not heard that prophetic word on YouTube regarding a kingdom spouse that would come knocking at your door, I would never have let him in. And the reason why I let him in, because I didn't know, you know, I know God is preparing me for a spouse and, and I didn't know who he was because I hadn't been around him in a while. So I didn't know if he had found Christ. I didn't, I didn't know. So it was kind of like an abrupt, like, hey, I'm in town, that type of thing. Like, I'll be there in three hours type. It was that type of thing. But don't you know if it was a test, I passed it because it was something about this particular time. And I don't know if it's because of the, me being a carrier of the presence of God that I was able to not discern him uh, being a fake, but more so I didn't move because I didn't feel God in it. You know what I mean? So what I ended up doing was I'm going to be totally transparent because I think this is going to help somebody. So he's like, hey, my father's having a surprise party, but I can't go to his house, you know, um, you know, because he'll know I'm in town. Is it okay if I come stay with you? Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I hadn't heard from this guy and I don't know when, you know, but he, you have to know his demeanor. He's not a mean guy. He's not a bad person. So, and he's a guy that would never take advantage of me unless I allowed him to. And I'm being honest. Um, so I was like, okay, I said, and he started laughing and he's like, why are you laughing? I was like, I'm laughing because I'm trying to figure out what's going on right here. Like, where'd you come from? You came out of nowhere, but okay, that's fine. So when he got here, he had no idea. I said, you can take the bed and I'll take the couch. So he was like, well, you don't have to sleep on the couch. I said, but I want to sleep on the couch. I want you to get some rest. So nothing happened. I didn't kiss him. I didn't hug him. I didn't do any of that. I was still trying to figure out in my mind, Lord, what is happening right now? But don't you know that was an opportunity to minister about Jesus to him? I had never done that before. And when we went out to eat, we, we, we always have our intimate conversations and we could talk about anything, that type of person. And he just felt, it felt natural. It felt comfortable with him. But at the same time, I didn't get the unction for the function. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't feel like it was a God thing, so I didn't do anything. So in other words, I'm saying what I'm saying is when I say I didn't do anything, I'm not talking about sex because that wasn't happening anyway. I'm talking about I did not um, allow myself to fall or to get emotionally entangled with him. So it was truly a friendship thing. I let him crash, you know, for a night or whatever. And then I ended up taking him to his parents' house for the party. He was like, oh, would you stay, please? See, this is the dream. Would you stay um, my, for my father? Because everybody in the family knows me. So would you stay, you know, whatever, whatever. My father's having a party. You don't have to leave, whatever, whatever. So the family was like, oh, we haven't seen you in 20 years, da, 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 da. You know, that type of thing. And that felt so comfortable. Like his family is saved. It felt comfortable and all of that. But something still wasn't right. It still wasn't right. So I ended up leaving. He was still trying to meet back up before he left. But I was not budging. If you want to see me, you would come to oh, my side of town. I'm not going on that side of town. And anyway, so to make a long story short, he ended up leaving. But he wanted to pursue it more than friends. And so I did not allow it, guys. I did not allow it. I did not go for it because what I learned is because he didn't get what he wanted, he eventually, I gave him, I said, he won't last two weeks. Two weeks, he faded back out into the wind. I said, this was not of God. This wasn't this, even though nothing happened, God, and, and I'm sure it was a test. I'm sure of it. It was everything in my fiber, my being was saying, this is a test because that was used to be a distraction for me. 
you know, and we're talking about history, years, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to, you know, and I'm not going to go into all the details in, um, in terms of, you know, our conversation, but I will say this. It was to the point where I, you know, gave him a hug when he left, but I never kissed him. You have to know me and him. And that is a highly unlikely thing. And I'm just going to be honest, but we, we've always had a chemistry, a connection, but this time it did not work. It didn't click. It didn't click a few other times either. Um, but I just thought it's because he's all the way over there. I'm all the way over here, you know, that type of thing. But what I learned is the patience when people or when the enemy can't get what he wants and when he doesn't, and it, when it's really not of God, it has no longevity to it. It's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm in, I'm out type of thing. And hear me when I say this, when people don't have the right intentions for your life, you'll know it. You'll know it. The patience, the kindness is not there. And most importantly, do they love the Lord with all of their heart, soul, and mind? That's the most important thing. So don't think I skipped over that, but I hadn't seen him. So I didn't know where he was. You know what I mean? Um, because I feel like God can work through anything and work work with anything. But at the same time, the presence of God has to be on their life, has to be on their life. Don't ever compromise just because somebody, because even when I ministered to him, he said, oh, well, you know, COVID uh, I almost died. So I got pretty close to God after that. You know, I came really close to death and all that. That doesn't mean a hill of being. God said they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And what do, what do that mean? That means nothing in your life other than what you said symbolizes that God is present. Is present. Because God, a God-fearing man is not going to put you in a position to make you compromise. And even if we're if you are tempted, because we are not perfect, even if you are tempted, there has to be some type of a presence of God on his life. And there has to be some kind of confirmation. I'm here to tell you, you better be careful of the dreams. You better be careful of it's God, because I'm telling you right now, the enemy will give you a dream just like God will give you a dream. And you better know in your knower that it's God, because I'm telling you, I have a testimony of, of a test. I have multiple testimonies of different phases in my life when the enemy was in counterfeits, 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 and end up marrying a narcissist. I'm telling you guys, you have to be careful because it comes dressed up and it comes disguised. It comes to church. It's everywhere. The, the, the enemy is everywhere. Just because somebody goes to church, just because somebody talking about God, you better look at that fruit and you better look at that character. And if you really, really want a, a definite answer, you better fast and you better ask God, because if you run ahead of him, if you run ahead of him, that is not going to be a good look for you. It can turn your whole life upside down and put you on a path where God has not intended you to go. But I'm here to to let you know that these are the two things that God says that you should look for when you're looking for a kingdom spouse, be it man or woman, because I'm here to tell you that these spirits is not gender specific. They're just spirits. They just take on forms of different people, whether it's a man or it's a woman. Jezebel can be a man or Jezebel can be a woman. So you better know that you know. And so the capacity is patience to accept and tolerate delay. So the marriages that I observe, guys, 
was these two things I kept seeing, kindness, patience, kindness, patience. I didn't say perfection, so don't get it twisted because all of us are flawed. Let's get that out of the way. Let's make it clear. Perfection, no, sir, and no, ma'am. I'm talking about key attributes of the fruit of the spirit. The other um, was kindness. And kindness is, uh, it, it, the definition for kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, or considerate. The Holy Spirit told me even compassion. So let me give you some examples of what he gave me. This is what he gave me. Love cannot exist without these two things. Without these two, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> without these two, we cannot fulfill the other things listed in 1 Corinthians 13. So familiarity, which is what the guy I was just telling you about, can rob us of our delight, okay? So we have to be looking for that agape love, a love with no strings attached, you know? And then we have to be looking for how love speaks, you know? And we look at Jesus to be that example. So Jesus is the ultimate example. So even unto death, Jesus was kind, even on the cross, right? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Okay, so we see long suffering, we see compassion, and we see in kindness, right? Kind acts, you know, random acts of kindness. And then we also see the story of the example of Isaac and Rebecca, right? We see that story and we see that Rebecca, that Eleazar, uh, the servant of Abraham, went out to find a spouse for Isaac. And one of the tests uh, or the, the, the key elements that God wanted to uh, show uh, to confirm that that was his wife was that random act of kindness when she not only gave him water, but she gave his camels water. So kindness goes above and beyond. A good example of that is a, a person that is in pursuit of you not only love you, but they love your family and they bless your family or they bless your children. Say you in a blended family. Say that you already have kids. They love what you love. If you ever met a person that loves you but wants nothing to do with the things that you love, that's a red flag to run for the hills. I'm telling, I see it. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. You have people that want you but don't want nothing to do with your kids. They want you but they don't want nothing to do with your family. Even even in the race thing, okay, let's go let's go there with that because I'm a grandmother of a, a, a biracial in mixed child, right? My my daughter in law is white and my son is black, so you can have people, okay? And I'm not talking about my daughter in law because she she's amazing. I, I told my son I couldn't see nobody else for her. That that's one of the kingdom marriages, and that's one of the the kingdom marriages that I see that they've been married over 10 years now, right? So I see the same attributes in these kingdom marriages. I see patience and I see kindness, but I do know that you can have being a, a, a family with white and black, but sometimes even in that, they don't want anything to do with the other race, but they want the spouse, but they don't want anything to do with the family of the spouse, so even in that, you have to be very, very careful that they are not just, um, because think about Jesus being the example. Jesus loved all people, 
And that love spreads through our generations. He loves us. He loves our kids. He created us, right? And God just loves all people. So the kindness doesn't stop with you. It doesn't isolate you from the things that you love or from the people that you love. So kind, random acts of kindness. And kindness is intentional. So sometimes I've, I've even heard a story of um, how this lady met her husband. She was African and he was actually white, but I think he was European. And I think she was talking about how not only did he love her, but he went out of his way to show her family that he really cared about her and did random acts of kindness, even for her family. She was like, let me, let me, let me explain to y'all when a man really wants you, or let me explain when a woman really wants to be with a man, what the act, what, what would really take place if it's God, because see the enemy doesn't have love in him. He's cunning, he's crafty, and he still kills and he destroys. He's the ultimate example of destruction. So even though it may come off as a fake act of kindness or a fake act of patience, it, it won't last long. I say this all the time. You can only be fake for so long before you forget to be fake. So that's why patience is a secret weapon that exposes deception. Because if you give somebody enough time, if you give somebody, if you're not anxious for nothing and you just give them time and let God show you who they are, God is going to reveal to you the true intentions of their heart. And it happens every time. If you don't fast, oh, if you fast, you can. it's over. <laughs> because he's going to, it comes even faster. I've done that before. And he's exposed within three days. It was literally three days after I went into a deep prayer and deep, and he exposed immediately. And I even remember somebody telling the story about how she fasted. This one woman was giving her story, her testimony to, to know if this person, this guy was of God. And what ended up happening to her was he, he butt called her by mistake. So he accidentally hit her, hit her uh, phone number on his phone and she heard him talking to another woman. She said this man was the total opposite of what he was in front of her, but he accidentally called her and she was able to hear a conversation that she was like blown away from. And she knew that was her answer because she had went on a fast and that was God showing her that he was not only manipulating her, but he was not the person who she thought he was. So these two attributes, and I'm going to keep saying that these two attributes are patience and kindness. So we look, we see kindness where Rebecca, when she gave the water for the Campbells, we also see Jesus and his compassion, um, um, his generosity when he was going to feed the multitude. So Jesus was going to feed the multitude, um, and this was a random act of kindness in Matthew 14, 13, and 21. He said, they said, when, G when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion, here it is, on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. 
Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He was trying to teach them how to operate in the supernatural. And that's when he divided the five. The, 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 the. We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. He answered, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down in the grass, taking the five loaves and fish. And, you know, he looked up to heaven, gave thanks and broke the loaves and gave the disciples. And they had plenty to eat for all of the 5,000 people, which was a supernatural miracle in and of itself. So that was a random act of kindness. So if you see Jesus as being our example, you see that the act of kindness, he didn't, he not, he could have said, now this is what I've seen in the body of Christ, right? He could have easily said he's preached and he's tired. The disciples could have packed up all his, whatever he was carrying and rushed them off in the back room like they normally do um, <laughs> the preachers and the pastors in the pulpit after they preach. But Jesus Seeing that as an opportunity, not only did he preach the word, but he then went to serve them after he preached the word. They didn't gather up his sandals. They didn't, they didn't run him off in the back. You know, they did not, um, uh, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here is the kindness goes beyond yourself. So when you see, so Jesus is the example, right? So he's the example of the, the attribute of kindness and compassion. So when you see that Jesus gave of himself and he, the people kept following him, and I'm sure, think about how when you're tired and when you don't really want to be bothered, but people are still coming because they want, you know, what you have and all that, you, you know, they want the blessings of God and there's nothing wrong with that. But he used that as an opportunity to go beyond that and still serve them and bless them to, with something to eat. He didn't run off in the back. They didn't run him off. They didn't gather his sandals and his Torah, whatever he had, you know. And I just say this because we think that as leaders that we're supposed to serve people, that people are supposed to serve us. We serve people on behalf of God. We don't look for people to wash our feet. To, to And I'm not saying you don't respect the office and you don't respect the person. That is not what I'm saying, that you don't bless the man or woman of God. But what I'm saying is we are here to serve people. We are not here to uh, run off in the back after we done gave a speech or whatever. You know, so not saying that you can't leave once you finish speaking, but I think y'all kind of get the message of what I'm saying. He looked at that as an opportunity to bless, to give more, even after he preached, okay? So that's Jesus. He's our ultimate example. And generosity, that was an act of generosity as well. So we're looking at the scriptures of Rebecca. We're looking at when Jesus fed the 5,000. We're just looking at 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. Um, and so know that when you are looking for a kingdom spouse and when you when, the, when that person has presented themselves to you, not only do you go in prayer about it and not only if I would even fast, but not only do you do those things, but also look for the fruit of the spirit. Because I'm telling you, patience is a secret weapon that disposes, that exposes deception big time. You give a person enough time, then what they have, because see, the enemy don't have patience. He don't have the fruit of the spirit. So it's only a matter of time before they, that he is exposed because he can't keep it up too long. He can't keep it up too long because it's just not in him to do. 
He, it doesn't exist in him. You see what I'm saying? So he can only do it for a certain amount of time. And then when you find yourself with people that are not patient, that is pressuring you to sleep with you, that is pressuring you to uh, isolate you from your friends, your family, or to be abusive in any shape or form, that is not of God. God will not, a heavenly father, a natural father wouldn't send you an abusive man or woman, right? He, they, they wouldn't allow that in your life. So how much more do Daddy God, the, he, the creator of heaven and earth, how much more will he not send you somebody that's short-tempered, that's, that's uh, manipulative, that's looking to get something out of you, looking to manipulate you out of your time, out of your money, to take you off the path, don't have any character at all of the fruit of the spirit. That is not of God, guys. And I hope this helps somebody today because I'm telling you the journey that I've been on <laughs> has been something. And I tell you, he, he will stop at nothing. He will stop at nothing. But I'm here to tell you that God will arise and every enemy will be scattered. So I just decree and declare that the kingdom marriages that will come forth, I bind the counterfeits, I bind the tactics, the schemes, and the plans and the plots the enemy has launched against your life. Lord, I thank you that their destiny is in your hands, Jesus. And we give you the glory and the praise that even as you have given Eliezer confirmation, that it will be a supernatural confirmation from you, Lord God that you said that uh, uh, that you bear witness, Lord God, there amongst two or three witness, your word is established. So we thank you, Lord God, for godly wisdom from above. We come against every assignment, every scheme and every plan and every plot the enemy has launched against your people and everyone under the sound of my voice that is listening. I pray for the wisdom of God. You said, if anyone lacks, ask you, you give freely. So we pray for the wisdom from above. We pray for the knowledge and the understanding. And we pray that everyone that is listening will know the enemy, even in his subtlest forms, even in the, in the most minuscule, minute form, no matter how it's disguised. We pray that the Holy Spirit, there is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. And we pray that every lie will be swallowed up with the truth, that your people will not be misled, they will not be deceived, and they will not back they would not retreat. They would not back up, but they will go forward with expectancy, with the blessings and the favor of God. Even as you have given our father Abraham's children, you will then give it to your people that is listening under the sound of my voice. And I thank you, Lord, right now that they will not be deceived. We thank you, Lord, right now that your people are moving by your spirit and no weapon that is formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them will be dismissed as a liar. We thank you that they will remain on the path, on the straight and narrow, and that they will not be moved to the left or to the right, but they will keep their eyes fixed, focused, and locked on you, Lord God. And they will not be moved by every wind of doctrine or by every subtle uh piece of attention, but they would not be attracted and distracted by everything that come, but only move by your spirit and by your word and by your will and by your way. So hope, guys, I hope you like this. Um, I thought this was very insightful for myself as well. And I pray that you will have all the blessings and that your kingdom spouse will come without any distraction or disruption and that you will be blessed 
and highly favored because God said that he who finds a wife finds favor from the Lord. And I thank you that guys, you will find your Rebecca and ladies, you will find your Boaz in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, but please like, comment, share, and subscribe. And until next time, I will see you in the next video, guys. Take care.